Well, hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today, I am thrilled and blessed to have my friend Zan Tyler in the studio with me. I've been talking to you guys about homeschool freedom and why I think it's so important that we understand the danger uh, behind ESAs and injecting public money into the private homeschool movement. Nobody can speak better to this than Zan Tyler. She and her husband, Joe, have been actively involved in the American homeschool movement, teaching and mentoring others for the past 35 years. She's an inspirational speaker, a writer, and an author, and the founder of the South Carolina Association of Independent Homeschools in 1990. And now she works with BJU Press Homeschool as a speaker and a homeschool advocate. This is gonna be a fantastic conversation. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'm going to be at uh, at the Teach Some Diligently conference this weekend. I hope you guys will come and check that out. And then right after that, we're going to be driving from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee to Williamstown, Kentucky, where I will be speaking all week for the homeschool experience at the Ark Encounter. I was told that they still have some room left, not very much room, but they've got a little bit of room. If you're even thinking about homeschooling and you're looking for a fantastic opportunity to support a Christian organization, please come and consider uh, visiting me this next week at the Homeschool Experience at the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. You can find out more information about that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Well, Zan Tyler's in the studio with me today, and she and her husband, Joe, some of my husband's and my favorite people in the whole wide world, they homeschooled all three of their kids through high school. Now they are grandparents to seven wonderful grandkids themselves. And you guys can find out more about Zan at zantyler.com. And also, I want to encourage you, I'll do it today at the end of the show, but Zan also has a podcast. It's called the Zan Tyler Podcast. And if you love this interview today, I promise you, you're going to love her podcast. So be sure and check that out. Zan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Heidi. It's great to be here. Listen, girl, you're in Vancouver. You're in <laughs> I know. And, and really, by the way, I mean, uh, we have such a hoot and holler and good time when we're with you guys. Uh, we've, we really have. We've had a great time with you and your husband. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. You're in Washington to speak for another conference. Yes, we were speaking at a conference this weekend. And so, so this was perfect. Yeah, just perfect timing. I happen to be in town for what? 17 hours. So, well, we're taking advantage of it. So, I'm glad I'm glad that you're here. Let's start talking about this topic because uh we're we're looking really at the possibility of severe government overreach again which unfortunately is going to be ushered in by the very people who don't want it, which is the homeschoolers themselves voting in favor of legislation, school choice vouchers, ESAs, uh, parent partner programs that uh, invite government overreach into homeschooling. And you remember a time when homeschooling wasn't legal, don't you? Yes, I do. I, I, it was 1984. I can close my eyes and see it like yesterday. We were backed into the corner. We just wanted to get our oldest son ready for first grade. We ended up homeschooling. We had to hire an attorney just to find out the homeschool law. And then the State Department of Education, local school board wouldn't give it to us. It was, was quite the challenge. Um, long story short, our school board denied our application, even though it was very legal i'm happy to say we no longer have to apply to homeschool right and uh, but that was that was the rule of the day i mean i'm going to stop you for a second because people that are listening to this, especially young families 
they don't realize you had to apply to homeschool. I mean, think yes, about that. Yes, get permission get to permission. homeschool my child. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and we don't co-parent with the government. No, that's right. And if right. there's anything we learned in the last three years of the tyranny of uh, the pandemic, the so-called pandemic, this virus with a 99.9% survival rate, but I digress, we gave a lot of our freedom away to the federal government, to state governments, uh, and they were outside of their jurisdiction. And then people like you fought very hard for us to be able to homeschool. And uh, we could potentially go back to where we were. And so I think it's very dangerous. So I'd love for you to tell your story because it's been a while since you've been on my show um, of how you ended up, you know, being kind of the poster girl (laughs) for fighting for homeschool freedom in South Carolina. Well, okay, so we... um we hired this attorney. I mean, in 1984, there are no support groups. We don't know anybody in the world who homeschools. No homeschool legal defense association, no state groups, and no Mr. Google. So you can't go on the internet and mm-hmm. say, how do I homeschool? And so we um, ended up finding an attorney who gave us the law. I mean, you know, we're paying for this attorney. Right. And as we applied to the school district, we followed all of their rules. Our application was like three inches thick. We had to have a 36-week syllabus, letters of recommendation, fire escape plans, number of books in our house. It was really ridiculous. And then they said no. Unbelievable. So we called. They wanted your fire escape plan. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And our lighting So awesome. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes. All those things are so important in a home. That's right. And and, uh, so we called our attorney back after he turned us down and he said, well, Zan, your your next step is to appeal to the State Board of Education. They will rubber stamp what your local school board just did. And I said, and then what? And he said, well, you end up in family court. And all the while I'm telling the Lord in my mind, I told you this was not a good idea. I did not want to do this. And it's 1984. Hello. Hello. And this is why. And so I had this brainstorm. My mother had been a public school teacher. And when she taught Charlie Williams, who was then our state superintendent of education, had observed my mother's classroom while he was getting his Ph.D. So I knew him for months or weeks or however long. He sat in mom's classroom observing her. And every day after school, I'd go into my mother's classroom and talk with him as he's packing up to go. So I'm looking at family court and I'm thinking, Lord, is there any way we can circumvent this? So I thought, I'll just call Dr. Williams. He knows my mom. He's a friend of the family. So I called him up and I said, Dr. Williams, this is Sam Tyler, Sybil Peters' daughter. I have a real problem. Can I can I make an appointment to come see you? He said, I'll clear my schedule this morning, honey. Come on up. I mean, he was a friend. And nice. <clears throat> so I go up and I, I basically tell him my story that I have you know, I've done my due diligence. I've exhausted all of my other possibilities. The our public schools said I could hold tie back. Then they reneged. Then private schools were filled. So I applied to homeschool for one year. I was turned down for that. And I said, you know, all I want to do is what's best for my son. I even had test scores from a school psychologist saying this was the best thing for him. And I really expected Dr. Williams to say, Zan, you are a mother who loves her son, and we appreciate that. So let's see how we can solve this problem. Instead, instead, he said to me, if you continue down this homeschool road, I will have you put in jail for truancy. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at someone who says, 
you could possibly go. He's going to have you arrested. Yeah, you could it, go to this jail. This was not an idle threat. This was not. And uh, how do you feel at this point? Were you just did the blood drain out of your face? I mean, could you just think what this is the United States? I can sit. I, I mean, so here's something I didn't tell you. We have a new state superintendent of education in South Carolina who is very um, supportive of homeschooling. She just named my son, John, my second son, as chief legal counsel for the State Department of Education. My goodness. And we had our lobby day, our capital day rally day down at the state house a couple of weeks ago. So John brought me back up to the office and he said, Mom, this is where you were sitting when Dr. Williams threatened you with jail. I hadn't been back up there in since 1984. And all these memories are flooding back. But you never forget, when you have something that traumatic, I can see where I was sitting, remember the panic, and all these things just running through my mind. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm I'm going to jail. And I hear this voice, Heidi, saying, well, Dr. Williams, you'll just have to put me in jail then. And I mean, it was really it came out of some some deep place in you that you didn't even know existed that's, until this that's right. point. I, yeah. I, I mean, I looked around for a minute to think who said that. Mm-hmm. But I knew that was my moment from the Lord yeah. to make this stand. Yeah. And yeah. I it wasn't like this courageous stand. It was just something that well, it's it's happened. a mother's love for her child. Yes, I think, and that's what I want. I want our listeners to hear that because we're talking about a government and absolutely talking about a school system that is set itself against the freedom of parents to direct the upbringing of their children. And that's the truth. And that same spirit that you were up against then is alive and well today. That's right. And there are lots and lots of people who would love to see us go back to 1984 where parents are literally begging to be able to direct the upbringing of their children and to be able to homeschool them. And that's exactly where you were. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, that that's right. And it and you know, then there were no support systems in place. I thought, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know how we're gonna afford this. I don't you know what what would I do? They would. They wouldn't mind taking my children arbitrarily from us, even though Joe wouldn't be in jail. Yeah. You know, it was just all arbitrary and capricious. And I, I just remember getting up and leaving. And this was your friend. This was yes. This that's, was my that's friend. To me, so yes. shocking too yes. that this was someone that you knew, someone who's saying, you know what, I love you, Zan. I'll put you in jail. Yeah, well, you want to homeschool your kids? It's jail for you. And <laughs> it's crazy. The the school board that turned me down, my um the the associate superintendent of that school district could have helped me, and he was my friend, that's and crazy. I had been his one of his top students when he was the principal of my high school, and I babysat his kids. I mean, you know, these are all yeah. So they were in your life. They weren't people that didn't 
didn't know you that kind of maybe maybe she is maybe yes. she's a predator we don't know and they knew I, you and i didn't come in with guns blazing either mm-hmm. the whole thing was i love my son i'll do whatever i can to do what is best for him it's like jim mason says homeschooling is a love your kids movement yes and it was and then this turn so joe and i had not told anybody we were homeschooling we're going through this whole process his parents live like a half a mile from us my parents live three miles from us we're close to both sets of parents but i was not ready to discuss this thing but when charlie williams told me he was going to have me put in jail and i assumed the next week after my state board hearing thought well I've got to go tell my parents my dad was pretty yeah. prominent yeah so that they know that you can find me in jail yes because I <laughs> if knew... I don't answer the phone I'm in jail, <laughs> in jail. yeah that's right <laughs> we didn't have cell phones back then do you know to, to to let them know the police are at my door coming to take me and but I knew I had to tell the newspaper would have said John Peter's daughter goes to jail not peon homeschool moms and Tyler goes to jail so I went by and I said daddy Mom, I'm going to homeschool. Dad was a lawyer. I said, here are all my legal briefs. Mom, here's my educational research, which was not much. And and Charlie Williams has told me I'm going to jail and my hearing is next Tuesday. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, let's we'll fast forward because you end up uh, you end up going. I mean, you you went for it and you ended up making basically law. For South Carolina, is this how you met Mike Ferris? Yes, yes. It was a it was an eight year process. You know, we tend to think, okay, something bad happens, we're going to go right the wrong or remedy the situation. It was a long time. It was an eight year process. We either had lawsuits or legislative campaigns in South Carolina mm-hmm. for eight years. When my son Ty was entering high school, I looked at Ty and I said, do you realize this is the first year we haven't had some type of battle since we've been homeschooling? Mm. And it was, it, it freedom fighting, it is not for the faint of heart. And that's mm. why it's so important to maintain the freedom yes. you have, because when you lose it and you start these battles all over again, there are no quick fixes when it comes to freedom. It is a continual fight, a continual investment, a continual surveying the landscape, um, a continual being in front of your legislators, um, both state and uh, federal now, mm-hmm. it's it's a process and mm-hmm. it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. But if we don't make it, we will lose the freedoms we have. Yes. And I think that uh, this there's a new generation now of people that are homeschooling. And, you know, beyond my generation, even I've, you know, you and I were all talking about this last night at dinner. I'm I'm trying to encourage these new these new homeschoolers stop looking from math lesson to math lesson and start looking from generation to generation. Absolutely, because the, Absolutely. the truth of the matter is, you know, my three older kids, you know, Savannah, Sierra, and Skylar, they're gonna have kids of their own here pretty quick. Well, Savannah already does, mm-hmm. and we're talking about their ability to, to homeschool, homeschool their children. That's right, and it really is in peril. I want to read to you uh, some headlines that okay. I that are it's kind of circulating in the news right now. I'll start with kind of some older ones. So. Uh, years ago, I mean, you heard about the, the Turpin case, right? There was this terrible abuse that happened in 2018. And uh, it turns out this it's a crazy homeschool family, right? And, right. and they really were. They're just right. completely right. insane. Right. And so California then in 2018 decided, well, we need more oversight of the homeschool community because after all, there's a bad, there's a bad family homeschooling their kids. 
And I remember just scratching my head going, um, there's bad teachers in the public schools. There's bad teachers in the private schools. There's right. there's there's crazy families in every system of education. And there are laws on the book already for abuse, child neglect, Come those on. types of things. That's yeah. right. But, the, but these guys are using it, right, mm-hmm. as a stepping stone to say, hey, we need to uh, – because they oppose homeschooling. That's the bottom line. Oh, People need right. to understand that. They're going to use abuse, of which you rightly pointed out. There's already laws on the books that prevent or not prevent – but that would prosecute uh, abusers. And none of us are for abuse. None We're not saying we are for this. We're just saying this was a ploy. That's exactly yeah. right. And so the headline then says homeschooling opponents in California have seized on a horrific case of child abuse that was discovered January 14th in Riverside County to call for more oversight of parents who teach their children at home. All they're saying is open door. Let's walk through it. Right. Uh, so that happened. That was in, in California. This is happening all over the country. Teen Vogue has an article out, which I, you and I were laughing about. This came out in 2021, right? Because everybody wants to get education advice from Teen Vogue. Yeah, that's right. right. They're, they're my go-to experts. That's right. Anytime I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, there's a, we got pretty serious political problems. I wonder what Teen, Teen Vogue, Vogue has to say about it. But listen to what they say. Uh, homeschooling regulations must prioritize the needs of students. And this is the subtitle. Homeschooling is a system that can enable abuse and must be practiced in a way that centers on the needs of students. Like, there's no system of education that's more centered on the needs of students than, than homeschooling. homeschooling. That's uh, it, that uh, is I'm like, exactly right. And if I can say this, we homeschoolers have moved the whole bell curve over a quartile in terms of academic achievement, so that our the normal public school. Um, achievement is 50 percentile right so and we as a as a community are scoring anywhere between the 76th and 90th percentile on standardized tests i mean that we that is so significant and the reason i remember that is in one of our senate education committee hearings the lobbyist for the state department of education actually stood up and looked at it was an all-male committee at the time and said Men of this committee, let me tell you this. If you had a public school in our state that had the test scores that Zan Tyler's organization has, you would be beating down a path to find out what they were doing. Come so on. you could do that and you would not think about regulating them. That's right. The thought of regulating these people that you should be going to for advice is ludicrous. And that is one of my favorite all time. Statements. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It is the it truth. It is absolutely the truth. Uh, homeschooling, you know, uh, are blowing their public school counterparts absolutely out of the water year after year after year. It's still the case today. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, and this this just happened, and I I've already talked about it on the show, but I want to get uh, your response to this. Uh, so, in uh, the end of January, to no one's surprise, uh, a school choice bill was passed in Utah, signed into law. It was called the Utah Fits All Scholarship Program. So research results on private schools and online homeschool options for Utah parents yield many points that should be considered uh, in its ultimate implementation. First of all, parents who homeschool their children have no reasonable claim to need $8,000 to educate their kids at home. I actually agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's true. Mm -hmm. Of course, they could take advantage of Utah's virtual academy, which is what the state wants them to do, uh, which are free programs. Are they really free, Zan? Well, they're not free. Everything, Come on. everything it's comes free. with a price tag. It dropped out yes, of the right. sky, yes. and it's totally free. Didn't cost you anything. But if parents do not want to use Utah's approved public curriculum, 
They have many free online homeschooling programs. This just chaps my hide, such as Easy Peasy Homeschool, uh, all kinds of other things through the through uh, through the state of Utah. So the ink's not even dry on this voucher program. And the very next day, the headlines are reading: We need more oversight for homeschoolers because the homeschoolers were basically written into this. Uh, into this new bill. It says Utah's voucher program raises concerns over lack of oversight in homeschooling. And the question that they asked at the very beginning, and this is just in March, so just a couple months ago, could Utah's new school voucher law lead to the distribution of neo-Nazi propaganda in homeschooling groups? This is the question on the minds of some parents who are concerned about the state's oversight of homeschooling. And then they go into this just completely fringe weirdo group in Ohio that's distributing neo-Nazi material and all of a sudden just like the Turpin case in 2018 mm-hmm. in California that's right uh, we want to put our our uh, our foot in the door now and go wow look at that look yes. at all these neo-Nazi homeschoolers they need oversight and since you're going to take the government money in Utah we think you should be accountable to the state and this is the problem isn't it so we had our first public hearing, and the thing they wanted to do was require homeschool parents to have a four-year college degree and only use state-approved text. We were v- not violently, vehemently yeah. opposed to that and put our lives on the line to fight only using state-approved text, having to use, you know, credentialed teachers. The whole freedom in home education movement has been freedom from those types of things so that parents can choose what they want to teach their children, basically when they want to teach their children. Yeah, and it should be up to parents. Yes. I mean, you're right. I mean, I love that Jim Mason said that the homeschool movement is a love your kids movement, and that certainly is what it is, but it's also a freedom movement. It is. It is. And we are raising generations of people, and Mike Ferris said this so so brilliantly uh, just a couple of weeks ago here at the Homeschool Resource Center when he spoke on, on our behalf. He said the problem that we're facing right now is that we've raised generations of students who don't value freedom. Absolutely. Amen. And you see the results of it today. They don't even know who the founding fathers are. And Well, they do know. They know George Washington was a racist that, well, this and is, a slave yes, owner right. yeah, and yeah. all the things, right? And instead of looking at the good that, that, that he did, right? And they, they're not talking about, I mean, this is obviously a whole other conversation, but they're not talking about the fact that the black, lots of blacks own slaves. They're not talking about the fact that slavery was practiced worldwide. Instead, it's, look at George Washington, a racist slave owner, the founder of the United States. And it Little by little, bit by bit, they're chipping away at uh, at a love for liberty and a love for freedom. And it is absolutely going to make its way into the homeschool movement yeah. through these programs. Yes, that that's exactly right. It it's and and we've lost the meaning of the founding documents and the biblical principles undergirding the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Checks and balances, three branches uh, of government. You yeah, know, yeah. And all instead, of those we get to watch Joe Biden. You know, at the national press, the White House uh, correspondence dinner, making an absolute mockery of freedom and of a free press. Uh, our country is under siege by the left right now in so many ways. And if they can get their their hands into the homeschool movement, they will strip homeschoolers of their freedom. I really believe that that's true. And it seems to me that the the most plausible way for them to do it is through bribing homeschoolers to give up their freedom by offering them money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about – so one of the questions I got 
last weekend because I just came back from Minnesota. And one of the questions that came up was, well, it's taxpayer money. Why shouldn't I get to use the money that uh, I'm paying into the system? Nobody asked me if I wanted my property taxes to go into the public school, but they're taking it anyway. So what's wrong with me taking some of that money back and infusing it into my homeschooling? What do you say? Well, you know, there's that old saying, with the she- with the shekels come the shackles. Mm-hmm. And um, tax credits are a little bit different because you are keeping your own money and mm-hmm. then you can spend your money the way you want to. That's a little bit different. But once government money is involved, there will be accountability. How could there not be mm-hmm. accountability? Mm-hmm. And then once regulations begin to grow, they just grow and they grow and they grow and they grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it. And it's your heart to see uh, freedom stay free in the United States mm-hmm. in with regard to home education, because once the government, you know, once the camel of the government sticks its nose under the tent of homeschooling, you're, they're not they're not going to back it out. That's right. And and we want the free to, we want the freedom to teach biblically mm-hmm. we want the freedom to teach freedom principles mm-hmm. i was just reading this book by Isaac Guinness the suicide of a free people and he Ooh, talk, that sounds good. yeah and he talks about how every culture will have something that they love supremely and he says americans have always been known for their love of, of freedom, freedom. Right. and now he says it's just we don't even know if there this experiment in freedom Freedom is sustainable anymore in the United States. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to be concerned on a lot of levels that we keep our freedom Mm -hmm. and that we teach our children. You know, that famous quote by Ronald Reagan where he he talks about freedom. Okay, wait a minute. I have to read it because it's powerful. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. This is the part that gives me chills, the last part. Or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. Mm, that does that gives me chills every yeah. time I hear it. Same I know. thing. I, I I feel like maybe we get chills from it because it's prophetic. Yes, and you and know. and I know I know what it's like to be an innocent person threatened with jail, and my mm-hmm. only crime evidently was loving my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, when I was in Minnesota, we we're hearing. You know, people are talking out loud now about mm-hmm. legislation, possible legislation, uh, the the far left who really, I mean, we're talking about socialism and communism, mm-hmm. really socialism, just communism light. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the more we implement this this kind of ideology, the more we, we, we move down this road, uh, our freedom really will be stripped away. And I was hearing, and I, I don't know if it's a, a bill that they're just talking about or if it's actually legislation that's being proposed. But they were saying that they're they're talking openly now about a hate speech registry, whereby if your neighbor says something that you deem to be hate speech, you can call a government official and have their name added to a list. Well, if that's not brown shirt Nazi Germany, I don't know what is. And we need to be vigilant about protecting our freedom. And one of the ways that we do that is by not taking government money, as much as it depends on us, as much as we are able. And I want to jump into this with you because one of the objections that I got from a homeschool family that I met in Alaska a couple of weeks ago was that, you know, the, the state of Alaska is giving these guys $4,000 
per kid. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. my goodness, Dan, that is a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of you money. Know, I, I, and I, if you have 10 kids, that's $40,000. My goodness, right? And so she's saying, listen, she said, I would not begin to know how to homeschool without the money from the state. And I was like, well, first of all, it's not nearly that expensive to do it. They're bribing you, right? They're, they're saying, hey, for $4,000, would you give up your freedom? Would you do it for 1500 You know, what, what's the point in which you'll give up your freedom? And they know in Alaska, because they're used to getting the subsidies already up there uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, because of the oil industry and whatnot. Right, right. Um, and so they're used to taking those that government money. Mm-hmm. But I, I want you, because I know you can speak to this, homeschooling does not have to be expensive. And this idea that you've got to sign your kid up for these, you know, super expensive programs, it's going to cost you $4,000 a year to homeschool your kids. Really, it doesn't have to be expensive. And this idea that our kids need horseback riding lessons and violin lessons and they need to be able to do all these expensive things and you got to be able to go and buy $700 worth of boxed curriculum, uh, it, it's just not true. No, it's not true. It, it, a parent can spend as little or as much as they want to spend on homeschooling. I love what, um, I think it was Sam Peavy, he was a PhD in education. He said that the the key to the homeschooling movement is how much these parents love their kids and they will do anything to find out mm-hmm. how to teach what they need to know. Yeah. And I, I do think that's the power behind homeschooling. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. this plaque in my office that said, a worried mom does better research than the FBI. It's so true. <laughs> you know? It's really true. And it, it is. It, it, it really, we are so compelled and motivated by love, and it does not have to break the bank. It, mm. it just does not. You don't. I mean, you band together. It, I love I love what Jim Mason said again. I just talked to Jim about this, that the United States is one of the things that Tocqueville realized when he came, made his famous journey from France to the United States in 1800, is in Europe, if somebody had a good idea to implement it, they had to go to the government. Yeah. But in the United States, we formed all these associations. So if you had an idea and you wanted to, implement it, you formed a private association. And that's where homeschooling has been so brilliant. Mm -hmm. You need help teaching science. You need help teaching math. Form a Mm co-op where you can teach each other's kids. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, now we have videos and other options. And Mm -hmm. it's... Well, the, the the possibilities are limitless. I mean, they are limitless now. And, and, you know, the creativity of parents in association with each other, mm-hmm. you know, these private Which associations. Which is why the Homeschool yes, Resource the Center is, yes. is thriving, why that's, homeschool cooperatives are doing so well. That's right. Why you're seeing micro schools and pod schools and all those things. And, uh, I mean, not to sound alarmist, but I want people listening to know uh, you're putting all of those things at risk every single time you take government money and inject it into private homeschool. Yeah, that's right. Every single time we do it, we're putting it at risk. Well, Zan, I'm out of time for today, but I want you to come back. We've already talked about this earlier. Girl, I'm going to grill you for happy hour today. <laughs> because you great. really are one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I love talking with you. I love I love that you're here. And uh, and I love your passion for homeschooling. To me, uh, and I, I share your stories quite a bit out on the road just from speaking from my own platform. Because I think you're one of the heroes of the, of the homeschool movement, the pioneer movement, because you fought so hard for freedom. And we need to keep reminding the rising generation that freedom isn't free. Mm-hmm. It Amen. has to be protected. It has to be fought for. It has to be uh, it has to be guarded. I mean, for goodness sake, guard it with your life. 
Yes, that's that's exactly right. And yeah. you know that famous quote: "All all good all the all we have to do for freedom to disappear is for good men to do nothing." Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Zan Tyler, you're a national treasure. Uh, stick around for happy hour. I appreciate you being I'll here. I'll do it. Thank you, Heidi. If you guys want more information on Zan Tyler, I want to encourage you to visit her website. I'm going to link back to it. it's just zantyler.com. And I hope you guys are encouraged by this. I know several of you have been frustrated lately because you feel like I'm talking about this a lot. Listen, I'm going to keep talking about it because uh, freedom's not free. And the homeschool freedom that we have enjoyed in this country now for some time is uh, absolutely at risk right now. Also, I want you guys to know that Zan Tyler, if you've enjoyed this, you're going to love her podcast. She's got her own show. It's called the Zan Tyler Podcast. I will link back to it in the show notes today. She's got wonderful guests on there. I have actually been on her show, so I love what she's doing. You guys will love it too. Check it out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. If you are subscribed to the Heidi St. John Podcast, stick around for happy hour. And for everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith. Sure.